Welcome to the Phenomenal Career Podcast, the show where you hear the how, why and what it takes to build a phenomenal and fulfilling career that stands out. I'm your host, Just Jazz, career success coach and tea lover who believes you can do this work and more with a dose of reality, curiosity, challenge and intention to enable you to show up and go get the growth your career deserves. Welcome to this episode of the Phenomenal Career Podcast. I'm so, so excited to have our guest today, Morgan Blackman. Hi, Morgan. Hey, girl. What's up? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to be here. I'm glad to have you. Can you just introduce yourself to our listeners? Of course. Yes. (laughs) So I'm Morgan and I am a holistic wealth coach. Depends on what audience I'm speaking to. Sometimes holistic wealth coach, sometimes an intuitive wealth coach. And the reason why I say that is because um, the whole reason why I created my wealth coaching company, Holistic Bucks, was to bridge the gap between finance and wellness. I felt like people didn't... um, really talk about money from a more, uh, you know, holistic approach, getting to the root of why we make these um, poor behavioral decisions around our money. Um, And so for me, it was really important to blend in the spiritual and wellness components um, when it came to to, um, achieving any of our financial goals. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. And I definitely agree with that, that it's not a perspective that's taken, but it's our experience. Our experience of money can shift everything in our life from our well-being to our mental health, to the levels of anxiety, stress, how we identify, like it's so, so interwoven into so much. How did you come to doing this work? Yeah, um, so I... My journey was a little bit different than, I guess, most finance coaches. Um, I started investing back in 2017. I had a really good friend. I don't want to say at the time because she's still a really good friend, but um, (laughs) roommate, really good friend who was... um, very proactive about her finances. She was taking trips to go and see a financial advisor at a bank. And like around that time, um, I just became very inquisitive because I was like, you know, like we kind of grew up together. I was like, Mm -hmm. where are you finding the money to start investing? Like I, you know, I thought it was this, you know, investing was this thing where you had to be well off already and wealthy in order to Mm -hmm. participate in that type of market. And um, she was like, no, like my advisor is teaching me so much, you know, whatever little money I saved up for my part time job in the summer. Um, I just hated seeing it sit in a savings account. And then she had someone else to t- you know, tell her about investing and mm. why it was important. And so she started doing it herself. And um, I just started, you know, asking questions about it and what she was doing to get started. And from there, like that sort of catapulted my, you know, finance journey. And so that year... I just started researching, studying the stock market, how it worked, how to, you know, um, pick, you know, winning stocks and build out a successful portfolio, things of that nature. And I believe that year I I had about $5,000 saved up mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. I'm going to put all my savings into this, you know, investment. 
um, scheme or game. And by the end of that year, I was able to double that 5,000 to 10,000. Um, and then of course, like I didn't, you know, want it to be a fluke. So um, <laughs> I've been doing it over like five years now. I've been seeing consistent, you know, returns and results. Um, I think, you know, three to four times more than what the average investor would see. And, um, so along that journey, of course, because I started investing first and of course with investing, you have to, you have to have money to put into it in order, you know, yeah. for it to work. So it was like, oh shit, like I actually, you know, need to learn how to save more. I had some debt. I had like a car loan, student loans, credit card debt that I wanted to pay off. So mm. because of that, that sort of made me want to, um, yeah, just like really start to make a change in all the other areas of my finances and not just with investing, right? So then that sort of catapulted my debt, you know, free journey and building up the savings and how do I do that and the mindset in order to do that. Um, yeah. And um, so last year, 2020, COVID hit, I was in this nine to five that I, when I first had the nine to five, it was great. Like I had just mm-hmm. finished university maybe 2018 and then I had got this job six months later. So it was great. It was like, you know, my first actual um, career oriented position. And, yeah. but I wasn't liking it after some time it was getting boring and my investing um, thing, you know, hobby was starting to pick up. And I was like, yo, I, you know, like, I really want to shift into finance. I don't know how this is going to happen. Like, <laughs> I don't want to have to go back to school or get like an MBA just to do it. You know, I have all this life experience um, and skill. And then I found out about like, you know, coaching and mm. how you can coach other people um, in multiple areas of their life. And I was like, you know what, like, let me try this out. And so last year, March, I had started like an Instagram just to educate people on money. Mm -hmm. And then eventually I had like invested in a business coach and then, um, yeah, I got my first few clients. And then, um, from then on, that's what sort of, uh, created holistic bucks and I wouldn't want to do anything else, (laughs) but really it's just, um, I I actually went to university for international development. So I've Mm -hmm. always known by like, you know, grade 12 and moving onwards, like I just wanted to make this world a better place. I was really upset with like the inequality that was going on in the world and um, really just wanted to help uplift communities or people, help people to become better versions of themselves. And um, it's just really interesting how it's kind of come full circle. Like I've just blended Mm -hmm. my passion for like making money and investing with like helping and empowering women. So I primarily work with women because I feel like there is um, also um, disparity there, right? With um, how much men make and, you know, versus women and that women now are starting to get more degrees. We're starting to um, start more businesses. There's way more female entrepreneurs and a lot of us are also starting to become the breadwinners of a household. And if we're Mm -hmm. not confident or comfortable learning how to manage our money, how to make, you know, confident financial decisions. Um, we don't want to leave that into the hands of other people, uh, you know, whether it's another woman or another man. Um, I think it's just so empowering to, to have control over your own money. And so um, that was why it was important to me to primarily work with women in this space. Yeah, I think that's so important because it is um, shifting. And just in case the um, listeners haven't picked up already, I am in the UK and you are in Canada. Um, but it's so exciting to hear you kind of reflect on the trends happening over there. And I, I, I agree we're seeing the same shift over here. We're seeing sort of those non-traditional gender roles and even saying the word or the phrase non-traditional. Ugh. Exactly, uh, yeah. 
you know, we're starting to see things change and starting to see people choose a different way of being and managing their household finances and starting to see women be part of that conversation, regardless of whether they are the primary earners or not, still being part of that conversation in an informed way, not just in a way of like... Passive. Yeah. Like, you know, passing that up, sort of eyes closed, hoping for the best um type scenario because i think that that is i think that's really really important i think it's also important for the future generations um it's it's kind of i don't know like growing up we build up like the sex talk as the big talk everyone should have with their children and not discounting the sex talk have conversations about sexual intimacy and relationships and sexuality and stuff. But let's talk about some money. Let's talk about saving. Let's talk about what debt is so that it's not a mystery when those credit card companies start sending those things through the door when people reach a certain age. And like, so money doesn't become a sort of dirty little secret. Um, Because I definitely think I had taken for granted how much my observation, not even talking about money, my observation of watching different people in my life handle money shifted how I thought about it. And I think even one thing I connected with what you shared is starting before you had sort of cleaned house, if that makes sense. Um, Because that was one thing that held me back from investing. So I started investing last year, not anything massive at all. But it was such a huge thing for me because I'd always told myself, you can't play this game. You can't play in these 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 circles if you've got an overdraft or if you're servicing like a loan and stuff like that. You got to clear all of that first before you do it. But I had a similar experience to you and I'm still having that similar experience where I'm getting excited by investing and it's motivating me to make more money. It's making me see actually if I continue down this pathway a little little and often, then actually that's my new way of saving. And it's about managing and moving the money around as opposed to being good at it versus bad at it, having more or less, just seeing it as a tool that kind of flows and I use it to create my life. And yeah, that's it. I use, I it's that. a tool yeah. that I use to create my life. Like I, I, I charge people money they pay me the money. I take that money. I pay other female business owners. I um, support myself. I pay my bills. I save. I invest in companies, some of them big, some of them smaller, lesser known, you know, and that's the part where I'm quite excited to get to a point where I'm financially stable enough to invest in like small startups or local businesses, like micro loans and stuff that are happening in the community but again we don't have the conversation so our default is for that money to just sit in a savings account not even like a high yield savings account just just chilling or just chilling in the account that it got paid into and i just uh the past year especially has been a huge education for me Mm. in money i think that's why it's so important to figure out what your why is like around money and wanting more money and abundance, whatever that may look like. Because I think, especially in our entrepreneurial circles, you know, being coaches, we always see the the trope of being, you know, a boss babe and making six figures. And <laughs> 10K in 10 minutes. Like this, right? <laughs> yeah. It has to look like this. It's like in this 
box, this rigid guideline of like, how are you even supposed to show up? How are you supposed to market yourself? How are you supposed to price your services? And if that doesn't resonate with you, that feels icky to you, then like, you're not going to be attracting money in the way that you want to, right? Um, Because it's really important. Like, I really see money as being an energy and the energetics of it is that if you have any sort of subconscious limiting beliefs running in the background like you know rich people are are evil wealthy people are evil um that you know you never have enough that you know like money's sort of your enemy like it's always working against you um it's it's gonna be very hard for for you to want to attract money and call that into your life right I, I always see like anything in our lives as like relationships and so you have a relationship with money but if you're telling money like you're not good enough or like you're not always here for me you're not welcome here yeah like leaving me (laughs) you know then if if, if you're giving it that kind of energy then it's then you know how how is your life gonna look like around money right so really strengthening and deepening that bond but really asking yourself what is your why because if 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 you're told that you're supposed to just have six figures so that you can buy the flashy car and just show up with your friends and you know buy that dream home and those are things that you don't necessarily want like there's no connection for you to want to get to that level right there's no connection mm-hmm. to want to have financial freedom and abundance so I always you know what is your why I usually break it down into like four sort of components and you know one of it definitely is you know having a financial peace of mind and just security right um I believe just like U.S. stats because the U.S. like <laughs> pretty much sets <laughs> the standard for the rest of the world right um I believe like 70 percent of um the U.S. population they claim they have a lot of anxiety and overwhelm because of their finances so mm-hmm. finances is like the number one reason for people to be in this poor mental health state and mm-hmm. I think it's not about more so having, you know, some people can live comfortably with $60,000 a year. Some people need to have $500,000 a year to live comfortably, but you need to figure out like what that is, what that will look like for you in your specific situation. Um, And then of course, also thinking about, well, like with having more wealth and abundance, with me being able to charge more, um, I have the power of choice, right? So I can, um maybe ditch fast fashion that's a big thing that's you know coming up in conversations lately um how can we you know support companies that are more sustainable and eco-friendly and paying their um laborers a fair wage right and Mm -hmm. sometimes in order to do that to buy the better quality products you have to have more money right to buy that one sweater oh yeah 100 (laughs) (laughs) you know um i you know i wish i kind of had that money and it's it's very hard when you can easily go to h&m or fashion nova you know Mm -hmm. for a ten dollar twenty dollar top that looks just as cute but if I had more money, hell yeah, you know, I would go out there and support those uh, bigger brands or more sustainable brands. So you have the power of choice, even when it comes down to health, you know, um, I'm like on a personal health journey, COVID, I put on like, too much weight <laughs> that I want to mention. And it's like, you know, I would love to hire a personal trainer or go to Whole Foods and buy all organics and Ooh. You yes. know, and the substitute vegan meats and cheeses, but that also costs more money. So, um, you know, the power of choice is really important and there's nothing to be ashamed of, right? Like you want to be the best version of yourself. And sometimes that costs more money if, if, you, if you have the privilege to do so. And then, of course, um, you have 
you know, redistributing wealth, wanting to give back to charities and organizations. And of course, the more you have, the more you can give back. So if that's something that's really important to you, then you're probably going to want to make more money. Um, and then what's the fourth one? I usually have a fourth one. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> passing me right now. Um, oh, yes. Buying back time. So that's my big Ooh. one. Like, I know that with amassing more wealth and building more wealth off to the side, I have the choice to maybe take a year off and travel mm -hmm. or I can take that year off and spend more time with family and friends, um, go on retreats and do the, you know, the pastimes and the hobbies that I enjoy. And I always ask people, like, if you were to stop working today, uh, how how long could you go without working a job, right? And most people would be like, oh, like, I need to go back to work tomorrow, right? Yeah. Like, I need that money. <laughs> two <in>. weeks? <laughs> yeah, two weeks, exactly. But you want to be at a place where, like, you can take a whole year off and, like, still have your expenses, not even just your expenses, but, like, even the things, you know, like, other things that you want to dabble mm -hmm. into, um, your whole lifestyle experience still covered, right? Um, so that is where I sort of want to take women to think bigger, to think about, you know, and think about not only just making more than just enough, but like more than you just need and to be comfortable with that and to, to believe that you are worthy of having more than what you need and that it is yeah. okay. It's right. that just enough mentality where it's like, exactly. I don't want to be greedy. I just, want, I just want to, I'm okay. I can't complain. And it's just exactly. like... I want to see more women say, I want to be wealthy. I want to see more women say, I want to be rich. And yeah. Because as much as that feels uncomfortable, because we've been conditioned for that to feel uncomfortable. We've been conditioned for that to feel uncomfortable coming out of anybody's oh, mouth, right. much less a woman, much less a woman of color. Um, but I want women to be unashamed in that because really what you're declaring to us is those four things that you just walked me through. You're not saying that you want to be rich so that you can like hire a private jet. Exactly. Like the likelihood is you want to sow the, those riches. You want to sow that wealth into other people or the freedom that it gives you. You want to be able to have that so that you then have the time to spend with your children or other people's children, right? Or in your community, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of ways that we want to give back, but it's tough to, if you're on the treadmill, right? If you're doing all of the things for too little money, for too long per day, for too long per week, and then everything else in your life gets the leftovers. So really it's, it's, it's activism. It's an act of self care to say, I'm going to, I'm working on being comfortable with having and aiming for more than just enough because I'm worthy of that. And I believe it's possible. Um, and I say that myself having grown into that knowledge, having grown into like being like, Oh, Oh, this is, this is a thing. This is not just like me sitting down looking at the TV and being like, I want to be rich like Oprah. No, I, I don't actually want to be rich like Oprah. Yes. I'm going to be real with you. My money mindset is not taking me to that zone yet because she just looks like she does a lot um but you know where it feels a bit more real where it's just like wow i i i went through some of my paperwork the other day and i've always been about that career life and when i was 18 i did a five-year career plan and as part of that i um mapped out my jobs that i had had and when I started them, the salary I came in in, or the wage, because in that time it's like an hourly rate, um, and the rate that I left at, and I was just like, wow, 
that's what I was earning in like 2017. No, not even 2017. I'm aging myself wrong here. I'm older than that, peeps. Um, but like, that's what I was earning when I was a teenager. And even as a teenager, I was like, look, you need to pay me that extra 50 pence more, that extra pound more. Per- I've been here six months. I've been here. You, you trust I'm opening the store. Let's do it. And just watching that progression. And I, you know, I just, this was a worksheet. So I was just like, let me just out of curiosity, see if I can remember my previous salaries to this point. And I was just like, that's what it is. Because like 2007 jazz if you told her what present day 2021 jazz's salary was it would sound like fairy tales yes yeah that's so fair and i think to add to that it's not only about sitting in your worth because like Mm. there have been studies that men for example they're very comfortable with asking for more even if they don't deserve it (laughs) you know like (laughs) They just want more money and they're very comfortable with asking for it. Um, and maybe because they feel that like breadwinner type role, mm. they feel more of a pressure to have to, you know, always. Yeah, go to and, that. Mm. Yeah, exactly. But I think also when you crunch the numbers um, and that was what helped me to want to, uh, you know, start investing as fast as I could. But learning about inflation mm. and just knowing that every year there's like the rise in the price of goods and services and things are just going to get more and more expensive. And so if over time you're still making the same amount of money every year at your job and you're not asking for that raise, you're not negotiating, like that is like the rich getting rich to poor getting poor, right? You're just falling further and further and further behind. So I think from looking at it from like a numbers perspective, um, that should, you know, that's more than enough reason to want to give you motivation to make sure that you're asking for more money um, or looking for a better job every couple years or so, you know, um, that promotion, things like that. Or even with, you know, if you're self-employed, even as coaches, you know, mm-hmm. like over time, continuing to like raise those prices, uh, whether it's based on crunching the numbers or, you know, standing in your worth, like looking at it from both um, size and perspectives. Yeah, because I think a lot of people, especially when it comes to the pricing conversation, because I found this when working with, when with yeah, working with people who want to set up their business and it's everything's ready to go, but the price is uncomfortable, right? <laughs> it looks wrong next to the offering. It feels wrong intuitively, like all of it is wrong. And it's almost like the last thing that gets thought of or the thing that they always forget to do is actually ask yourself, how many hours like is does it take you to service the client how many hours have you put in already how many hours will you need to 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 deliver that service and if and if it floats your boat to crunch the numbers that way yes and you know do the whole what you want to earn in a year how many hours can you actually physically work in a week um especially because coaching I, i was even saying it to my partner yesterday i was just like it's tough. I think people underestimate how tough it would be to coach people one-to-one back-to-back all day. Exactly. Yeah. Especially- like even when I trained, they were just like five hours max with breaks yeah. in between. Yeah. And yeah, like you said, especially doing one-on-one private coaching. And I think that's mm-hmm. why a lot of coaches are now shifting to finding more passive forms of running their business. Yeah. They're like, I'm, like- I'm going to do a group program because... Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. And for me, I do that because my business is around my full-time job. So it makes sense for me, but even the times or the days, so like there's Saturdays where I've got some clients and I'm just like, look, I'm going to keep three, three of you, three of you. Once there's three of you per 
Saturday or per day, then my books are full. And it's having that conversation because I don't think a lot of people realize that and put in that upper limit. But also remember that that limit and that boundary still shouldn't limit your pricing and your quality of your offering. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I actually tell people to work uh, backwards in the sense of actually picturing like your ideal life. Like, if money wasn't a problem, or an issue, or you never had to work a day in your life again, like how would your life look like? <laughs> um, or even if money I was- I like this problem. exercise, this is um, mm. Yeah. <laughs> this is a good coaching <laughs> exercise. Yes. Or even if money was involved, how would your, like how would you be spending it, right? So like I know for me, this is a big reason, because growing up, I was always contradicted with like, you know, like you want to be humble, you know, the love of money is like the root of all evil. Mm-hmm. like. Money doesn't buy happiness. And so I would always like actually be prideful and like not wanting a lot of money. You know, I was like, yeah. oh, like, it's like, I'm not motivated by money. Ew. Uh, exactly. I'm not that type of person. <laughs> like, I'm a good person, whatever. Um, but then, you know, as I left home and started to go to university and, you know, had to adult and I realized, mm-hmm. like, oh my God, ooh, rent, groceries. Like, I don't even have enough to still like do things that I want to do on my own or like, mm-hmm. you know, go on a girl's trip with my girls. It's or- a culture shock. It's like, wow. <laughs> they were really shielding me from all of they this were stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, no, like, you know what? I do want to live a larger and abundant life. And because I was someone who worked in a not-for-profit industry and I'm, mm-hmm. I'm helping people, you know, overcome their own struggles and, you know, to want to live a larger and more abundant life, how can I help other people to get there if I'm living a life of like scarcity and survival mode and like I'm struggling myself. Right. So I felt like it was really important to give to others from, um, from an overflow, right. Of my cup. Um, and what I had to give to, you know, communities in the world. Um, but I always ask people, like tell people, you know, think about how you want to live your life. So I'm someone I knew that like, I need to make six figures or more because I like to eat out with my friends. I like to go to fancy restaurants. I'm not going to lie. Like, (laughs) you know, I want to go on one or two trips a year. Like I, and like, it's okay to want that. You know, I want to have a, you know, I, I want to be able to go to Whole Foods and buy out the whole organic section and hire like. We want to make Whole Foods the weekly shopping spot. That's my like, weekly. That's yes, exactly. The spot. Yeah, or yeah. like buy things and like not really have to think about it consciously because mm-hmm. I am still building wealth off to the side. I have enough of my savings. Like I'm good, right? Like I'm set, and I'm able to now give back to other people. Um, and how much will I need to make monthly or yearly in order to live that lifestyle? Right, so. Mm-hmm figure out like how, like what that would look like, what your income would need to be. And if you're someone that's like, yeah, I probably need to be making like 8K a month, then that helps. Cause you have that number. Even if you don't really feel like you're comfortable charging that as yet, you know, like that's at least what you want to work towards. Yeah. And then you price your services backwards from that because 8,000 a month, like if you're doing, if you don't have like a coaching program and you're doing mm-hmm. like one off single sessions, and each session let's say is like you know one hundred dollars how many clients you know how many single sessions would you need to do to make that eight thousand a month so we have to remember you gotta find those clients these clients don't just go poof you know you go oh my but my diary's open i've got spaces and they go amazing we're queuing around the block no exactly (laughs) exactly and how are you even guaranteeing that 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 one client is going to come back again you know Mm -hmm. things like that so i always tell people like how hard do you want to work um you know so for me to be honest point blank period like i i charge i believe like like yeah five thousand dollars for my six-month program mm. but then i only have to find maybe like two clients 
or you know for the month to make my 10k a month instead of having five or finding 10 right and Mm -hmm. i'm comfortable with that because i know the value in my services and what i have to offer them and to bring them and the transformation that they're going to receive from my thing in my head automatically went that level of service there's no way you're not getting your results because you're not when i see that and when i hear that and thank you for being so candid with that i'm like you're prioritizing these people you are pouring in you are not a coach that's overworking yourself doing all of the things under the sun in any different way like you are not like build your own coach coach you're like no 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 six month program results we work together in yeah. this way. We walk through these steps. We tailor it to you. I've got space in my brain, not even my calendar. We're not even talking calendar here, right? Because it's energy. It's yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, I work like 20, I just did the math the other day, between like 20 to 25 hours per week. Like, mm. what am I doing with that extra time? I'm educating myself. I'm reading books. Mm. I can pour back into my clients. I have the energy now. Like right now I'm trying to focus on like, you know, eating better, being mindful about the food that I'm eating and losing weight again, going for runs, spending time up. Like I need to have time in order to do that. Right. And so yeah. when I'm probably going to call my clients. I'm in like the highest vibrational state I could be. You're like on 10 and they're just like, a, yes, how are you? And it's like, cause I'm, I'm coming from a full and abundant place right yes. now. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, like you have to, even I, I have, uh, you know, cause I coach sometimes other coaches and mm. they have, you know, you know, issues with pricing and charging their worth. And I'm like, Hey, listen, like how hard do you want to work? Right. And also like, I think a lot of the times like women, we underestimate, you know, all that we have to offer, like our learned experiences. Oh Yeah our traumas and overcoming them, the, the amount of certifications, the education that we've done, like so much time and energy put into like who we are now, right? And that is valuable. That is extremely mm-hmm. valuable. Um, we discount ourselves before we even start the conversation about pricing. I see it so many times, especially working with people who want to step into entrepreneurship where they're like, yeah, I've actually been doing this my whole life or it's been a hobby since I was like 16. And I'm just like, okay, so let's be clear. You've been doing this for like 15 years. Yeah. Your business may be two months old, but you are 15 years deep in the game. I need you to show up like put some respect on your own name and show up in that energy, not this energy that you're bringing to the table here because the 15 year plus energy, that's what gets your clients the results. That's what makes your product so beautiful. So thoughtfully curated, so high quality, like all of that. Don't discount that. And also, I think it's also remembering, and this is the same for whether we are running our own businesses or working for other people, define yourself for yourself yeah yeah like define yourself for yourself if you're going into negotiation have your number don't just be at the mercy of their number if you're setting up a business have your number don't just like google some other coaches right don't just don't just listen to morgan today and be like wealth coach okay i'm just gonna (laughs) charge what morgan's charging no you don't you haven't walked in morgan's shoes right um and in that same sense, you deserve to give yourself the honor and the respect to walk in your own shoes. Oh, yeah. 
and authentically make your choices from there and show up from there and be confident in that, but like take control of your career. And that means taking control of your money as a tool, as a resource, as an energy and and really continuously working on it as well, because there's so much that you're touching on today that for me, like one year ago, two years ago was like, I wouldn't even know where to be in. But realizing that actually that's the biggest, I have to say, money has been a consistent thing on my vision board each year. It's been a consistent thing on the New Year's resolution, whether it's a savings amount or clearing down debt or just untangling it from my mental health. Yes, It's always been there and I feel like it's always going to be that continuous work. Um, But it's work that I look forward to because I'm now able to look back and go, wow, a year ago you would have said to me investing and I would have been like, ah, it's for the rich folks, yeah? (laughs) You know, I wouldn't have even ventured in. There's so many things that you you stop yourself before you even start because of your beliefs. And that's why it's so powerful to have coaching in this area. Exactly. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So coaching, just empowering people to just step up and and look at these bucks holistically. Yes. What's your career teaching you right now? Hmm. I definitely would say to stand in my worth. I actually know. Trusting in the universe, trusting in the process of um, giving and receiving, the flow of money. Because for me, I, so I recently quit my job January this year. And mm. I think for someone being so used to seeing consistent income coming in. Yeah. And, you know, never That bank statement's looking a little different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm like, oh, okay, next Friday, I know I'm getting paid. And um, shifting more into being an entrepreneur, of course, with all the benefits of being an entrepreneur, right? Creating my own schedule, the freedom, buying back time. But it's also that, like, inconsistency. And I had, oh, my gosh, a real fear. But I mm-hmm. think my 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 connection to spirit, to the universe, God, whatever, you know, you believe in has been so strengthened um, because in making that decision, it has been the best decision of my life, but it really forced me to trust in the energetics of money and to know that, um, that there will always be more coming my way. And I Mm -hmm. think for a lot of people, that is one of the greatest limiting beliefs that we have, that fear of like giving away our money because we don't think like it's like it's going to come back to us, you know, Um, like it's never enough. Mm -hmm. And I had to really trust and say no, like I, I got so many pings from the universe that it was time for me to leave my job, that it wasn't for me. I was so unhappy and I knew that this is what I love to do. And I wanted to help other women gain the confidence to manage their money and um. I knew like I, I I had to even eventually leave my nine to five because mm. it was it was draining. I was getting to a point where it was it was really hampering my mental health. Like I would just sit at my desk and just be paralyzed. Like I couldn't do anything. <laughs> just yeah. like, I don't <laughs> want to be here. And I'm like, I cannot live the like the next no. years of my life doing this. Are you crazy? And um I think trusting more like what was on the other side for me and knowing that God, the universe was going to get me through it and get me by because he's got me through 
mm-hmm. everything in the past, right? Like when I look back at all the doors that were closed on me, especially even when I wanted to make that shift into the finance industry. And I, you know, like I tried, I tried to get, you know, financial advisor jobs and like I wasn't getting anything. But when I look back at it, I'm like, it all happened for a reason because this is what I was supposed to end up doing anyways, you know? And yeah. so, yeah, just, I think biggest takeaway for me is to just trust, trust in the process and know that, um, yeah, money is always on its way. Money is on my side and it's a flow. There will be times where money isn't coming in. I have to be okay with that. And there's going to be times where there's way too much money coming in. <laughs> and Like I'm going to be more than okay with that. Right. And just sitting in that and being okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> Oof, I felt that. Where I was like, yeah, giving, receiving, yeah. Um, well, congratulations on making the best decision of your life. Yes. <laughs> oh. So I'll say that for sure. Um, and of course, to wrap up, where can people find you and connect with your journey, find out more about working with you, all of the things? Yeah, so I have two homes. I usually say Instagram is my first home. So you can follow me at Holistic Bucks. Um, I do like an IG Live every Monday, talk about some sort of aspect of our finances or wellness and um, a ton of resources with a link in my bio. I have an ebook on Mastering Your Money Mindset. I did an investing webinar uh, three, four weeks ago, about a month ago, uh, back in early March. On investing, understanding the market, why it's important to have your money in um, any kind of financial market. And so you can find that in the link in my bio as well. And then my second home is my email list, um, my mailing list. I have weekly newsletters that I send out so that my followers and subscribers know what's coming up. Um, they're getting extra insights and tidbits and tips um, around their money and wellness. So those are the two places you can find me. Yeah. Amazing. Thank you so much for sharing that. And instantly when you said I've got two homes, I was just like, yes, you do. It's coming. (laughs) It's coming. (laughs) I feel like we'll get you back on like in a couple of months or a couple of years and you'll be like, look, this is the property I live in and we just got a a renovation. We're going to flip that. And like, just, everything's open everything's there for you so thank you so much for sharing your journey with us today it's so fun when i said two homes though i didn't actually mean like physical oh yeah i know i like ran away with that i'm just like telling you what came into my mind when you said like i've got two homes online i was just like oh but yeah i feel like i feel like morgan's gonna have two homes in real life though like i'm seeing that i will i feel like you know insert time period there's no pressure out here your goals are your goals but i feel like we're gonna have an episode and we're just gonna kick it off in fact i'm gonna title it i'm just gonna be like two homes morgan Morgan Black. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That's it. And we're just going to catch people up. So thank you so much for sharing your journey with us and, and having this chat with me today. Thanks for having me. For listening to this week's episode of the phenomenal career podcast where you hear the how why and what it takes to build a career that stands out don't forget to leave a review and reach out on social media to let us know what you think i'd love to hear from you did you also know you can work with me to create your own phenomenal career through coaching in the career clubhouse you can even invite me to work with your whole team through group coaching and interactive workshops check the links in the show notes for more info As ever, I wish you nothing less than a phenomenal career.